This is IGN. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. This is IGN. Azul Board Game Review Azul is named after Azulejos, the brightly colored geometric tiles sported by beautiful buildings across North Africa and Portugal. The Portuguese learned to make them from the Moors. The board game has become a celebrated design in its own right, popular enough to launch several sequels which use the same core mechanics and the same beautiful printed plastic tiles. We're revisiting the original to try and find out what makes this game about decorating palace walls quite so compelling. Like many other abstracts, Azul is a little short on the components front, but what it lacks in quantity, it more than makes up for in quality. Underneath the rules sheet, you'll find four colorful, clear, sturdy playboards, one for each player. There are also a number of cardboard discs and some classic wooden cubes. The most impressive eye candy is the piles of plastic tiles and the big cloth drawstring bag you keep them in. They're an absolute delight, smooth and chunky, bright and colorful, and some are embossed with intricate geometric designs. The game has them on display for a full effect, and they're really satisfying to handle and rummage around in when you pull them from the bag. Again, like many other abstracts, Azul is a fairly simple game to get to grips with, although its slight oddity may prove a bit of a stumbling block. Each player gets a play board and a number of card circles, called factories, each of which starts with four tiles drawn at random from the bag. On your turn, you choose one of the factories, take all tiles of one matching color from it, and then place the rest in the center of the table. After the first turn, this central offering is treated like another factory from which players can select tiles. The tiles you've chosen go in one of the five rows of your playboard. You can put them in any row which holds from one to five tiles so long as a row doesn't hold more than one color at once. If you do end up with tiles you can't find on your playboard, then they fall to the bottom and smash, costing you penalty points. This continues until all the tiles have been taken. Then from any rows that are full, you're allowed to take a tile and transfer it to the same row on your wall, a grid of color-coded squares on the matching colored space. That row can no longer hold tiles of that color. You'll then score points depending on how many tiles are adjacent to the one that you've placed. After one player has completed a whole row of tiles, it's time for final scoring where you get fat bonuses for having completed rows, columns, or diagonals of the same color. 
From this description, you might imagine Azul to be a somewhat humdrum affair, the kind of mediocre abstract that amuses for a few sessions before being forgotten. But it has a great deal more to it than the pretty face of its toothsome tiles. At first, it's tempting to look at Azul purely from the perspective of filling lines efficiently. If there's a trio of tiles, it makes sense to fit them into your three-long space. But because scoring each placement is based on adjacency, that's a quick way to lose. Instead, you'll start to try and pick colors that fill rows and columns, and then you're in the teeth of a dilemma because, of course, the need to fill lines efficiently is still a thing. If you don't take that trio of tiles, then someone else might. So you begin to glance around at the boards of other players, frantically trying to second-guess who's going to pip you to the post on a pick you want, and how much following players might benefit if you leave particularly sweet groups for them, and when you reach this point, the game becomes really interesting. Consider, unless you're picking from the center, every pick you make radically changes the tiles on offer to other players, because your discards end up in the middle. That might accidentally create a very valuable group for someone else. It might also spoil another player's choices because they wanted a specific amount to fit onto their board and now there are too many. So if they take it, they'll smash the excess and take penalty points. Best of all, you might actually be laying a trap for following players because the restrictions caused by what they've already placed could force them into taking a whole pile of tiles they can't fit merely to merrily smash on their floor alongside the tinkling amusement of their opponents. All this to think about on every turn, and we haven't even reached trying to complete rows, columns, and colors for bonus points. There really is a whole lot to Azul, and what's particularly joyous about it is how your choices impact those of your fellow players often very strongly, without a whiff of zero-sum interaction where what makes one player stronger makes another weaker. The game is well-balanced, deep, and unless you can calculate all the probabilities a dozen moves ahead, often quite exciting as you wait to see what the other players leave you. Against this, there is a certain degree of repetition to consider. From a thematic standpoint, this is essentially a game about tiling walls. Hardly the most thrilling and dramatic subject matter for a clash of minds. There aren't a lot of moving parts to Azul, which, even though it makes the relative depth of strategy all the more impressive, doesn't give you the variety many players want to sustain interest over a prolonged period of plays. Those who can maintain focus on a single game, however, will find a lot to reward them. Azul has earned a spot on our list of the best family board games. For more roundups, check out the best roll-and-write games and the best deck-building games at IGN.com. The Verdict Between its beautiful presentation, simplicity, and depth, there's little doubt that Azul has earned its place as a modern classic. While the tinkering with its formula undertaken by its sequels has created more challenging games, none has captured the fine blend of accessibility and interactivity that makes it special. Despite a lack of moving parts that might make more dramatic or thematic games seem more appealing, it's a title that should hold plenty of delights for gamers of almost every stripe. Spoken Layer Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, 
you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.